So I was going to post something on my Facebook, but then I realized like I'm pretty much like shadow banned from Facebook, I believe. So I was like, I just come and just talk on the only thing that listens to me and that's myself. So as this person decides to auto start their car, I had to take a little walk because I found myself after smoking weed that I lay on the couch and I just started to cry. And I started to cry because I was going to text my sons like, I love them. I'm very proud of them. I'm sorry, there's people talking in the background. I guess I'll move. And uh, I was going to text them and I was going to say, I love you. I'm very proud of the young men that you are becoming. And I'm sorry I left the way I left. And a huge part of me leaving was because my mom passed. And she was murdered in the way it happened. It was just very hard for me to live in the city that I already wanted to move for, away from. I haven't felt like Philadelphia wasn't my home in a very long time. And it just annoyed me to stay here. But, you know, my sons were younger. I just decided it wasn't the time. And my wife decided to move down here. And my daughter was already down here. So I thought it was the best opportunity for me to leave, be able to be there for my daughter. And then my mind just went puts. I don't know how it started. I can't remember. But I do know that I hurt. I disappointed a lot of people in my life. You know, you go from being this person that everybody interacts with. person enough to be married to. To being alone has to be one of the worst feelings ever in life. And it's funny because I was talking to a friend of mine. And it's funny I can say friends because I say I'm alone. But it's a difference. This is not like an acquaintance, this is somebody that is going through the old stuff. So it's like, how can you really talk to this person? How can you really be able to share your feelings every single day? And right now I finally was able to work at a job that I actually can get promoted at fast enough to me to get enough money to try to hopefully uh, navigate my life back to the way it was. But 
I guess, better in a sense. Because I guess I have a more clear understanding of what's going on with my mind. And I haven't, I always knew I was like this, but I just never really allowed myself to understand what was going on with me. I just let it do its own thing until it just decided to or in this course, I guess. You know, when I first married my wife, it was, besides my kids being born, the best moment of my life. And you go from seeing this person every single day, want to be next to you, want to hold you, kiss you, ask you about your day, call you, ask you how your day is going, text you. And you know, this is why I guess when you get separated, you're supposed to move out immediately. And you, you go to not talking to this person at all. Not getting the urge to look at your social media because you miss them. Not because you want to pry on their lives. Just to see how they're really doing because you don't get to see that no more. But it's like you can't blame them though. That's the thing, like, you can't blame them for how they feel because it's your fault. And I remember every single facial expression change in my wife every single year. It's like, you can't blame them. I can't blame her. I can't. I can never hate her for how she feels. I can't, I can't deny her of how she feels because it's your fault. It's my fault. That's why I said to her tonight, like, I had to buy some weed because I had to smoke. Because I can't, the medicine, you know, that medicine they give you, People are like, oh, there's different types of medicine you could take. Yo, that medicine, yo, that medicine made me worse. You go from this person that people want to call up and say, hey, let's go out, let's do this. Or just checking up on you, because I live in a different state. Like, I don't really know people out here to being totally alone. Like, I have my children. It's like, you can't talk to a, a children about adult stuff. They'd be like, what? I didn't share everything with my wife, but it was just the 
once of how to know how you feel and why you feel like that. To knowing that somebody has an issue with you and you're willing to ask questions about how they feel still. Because it's like, yeah, I, I have to, like, I, I'm just getting myself back together. And I was talking to my, my friends. Cause I'm, uh, we, that's what we're getting to. And she said, I see why people commit suicide. She's like, I'm not thinking there or nothing, but she's like, I can see why. She's like, because when you really at this point, you really by yourself. And it's like, you can't do nothing. It's like, you really gotta start a whole new identity. And it just sucks. Cause you gotta really, cause if, if you, uh, the thing is with mental illness that I realize is that if you facade it, that's when it really, really spikes. So it's like the way you feel is you just got to fucking live in this shit, man. It just sucks, man. You know, I had a really, really good friend that uh he got me jobs when I needed them. Um, I've been to his house. I met his family, his kids, his daughters, his wife. And his daughter come home one day. And she hung, he hung himself. And I never knew this man was going through nothing. I couldn't tell. I was like, and I had to think about it. I was like, he must have really been alone. And he had no one to talk to. So I use this as a means of understanding what it truly means to be alone.
because what you fail to realize is that I have allowed this disorder to control my life for far too long. I've lost everything that I've ever cared for. Oh, this security guard about to draw right now. He about to blow me right now. Oh, it's over. Oh, no, it's cool. Oh, wait. Oh, they got a lady now. Okay. You're... Oh, she better be safe, man. These people are crazy. <laughs> Look at me. But, um, yeah, I, I've, I've sat on that couch. And I just cry because I realized that I look back on my life, the life I've had, the good times, the bad times, the ups and the downs, the sides and the bods. In every relationship that I've actually ever really truly had in life, lost it, every connection, cousins, relatives that I actually cared about, siblings, spouse, to some degree my children, it's like I have my dad. And I said some stuff to my dad when I was, it's like my sister, my middle sister, I have a middle sister and her name is Brittany. And I want to say like seven years old. I think we're like six years apart, I believe. And, uh, she she had juvenile diabetes, but she went to a diabetic coma. And like part of oxygen cut from her brain. And she, uh, I don't know what it's called exactly, but she's like, has like the mind of a child. She just can't control what she says, what she talks about. And to some degree, like, I really didn't have a filter. I would just say stuff. I was just so aggressive, I would say. And, uh, yeah, I just lost a lot of good people in my life. A lot of people I let down. It's about to start thunder. You know, these lights keep cutting on and all this crazy iron. But I love it because it's just, it's always warm or hot. And I like to walk. 
So it was cool for me. It's no Four Seasons like Philly. So, I say this to say that anybody that is feeling any type of irregularness, please go get help right away. It will save you your whole life. It will allow you to still be able to share bonds with people. Be emotional with people. Feel affection, wanted, needed. Everybody wants to be needed. Like everybody, it's just, it's a human emotion. And when you don't get it like anything else, what happens? That's why people commit suicide. So when you don't get that, and you walk by people all day, and you just like, there but not there, that's the true definition of being alone. Because these talks like this, it's like you should be able to share that with somebody. And when you can't, it just sucks. Please, please, please. I can't wait till these benefits kick in so I can go talk to somebody. Yeah. It just really, really sucks. <laughs> I really don't got no, no other description for that. That part. Like, I used to be this guy who would just be like, oh, well, relationship over, wait, yoink, to the next one. And it's not the fact that I'm stuck on my wife. It's just the fact that I know deep down if I really, really, really took it serious in Philly, like I do here, minus the talking to therapists, and that medicine, no, 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 no. Yo, I don't know if you ever remember RoboCop, but that's how you be. That's what Kanye West was talking about. And, uh, you know,
being wanted, remembering why you were wanted in the first place by this woman. And I talked, we talked about, I had her on the, on the episode before. I think it was like maybe season one, nine, maybe. And we kind of talked about our story, you know, and that really was like my first crush as a kid growing up because she lived over the Conwin Bridge in Derby, PA. And I lived like right kind of a couple blocks before before the, the Asian store, Chinese store. And uh, uh, she would come over and my mom wasn't really, I mean, when I got a little bit older, she didn't really care. Cause she was too busy getting high. But she had, she allowed Jair to be able to stay at the house. And we would just literally just cuddle because her mom was hooked on crack cocaine and so was my mom. So it was like really security. So you fast forward, I had Jaden, then I had like Sage three three years later because that's how I knew that I should have really took mental health seriously because there was no reason why I got that girl pregnant. No reason why. I was such an asshole. Was such an asshole. But I do love my son. And then I was with another girl, like in a like actual relationship, like straight after uh, my second son, Sage Miles. God, I don't know what I was doing. I was such a, if I could go back in time, if there was like a real DeLorean, yeah, I would do that. But then. Yeah, so I started kind of being on Facebook more and I saw that my now wife was like at this bar. I hit her up. I was like, yo, I come through. And she was like, yeah, I'm over here chilling with some friends. And then one night she had texted me out the blue and was like, yo, like, you home? And I Oh, I was like, yeah, I'm home because I knew that she was going to be, if I was like, yeah, I'll be there in like five minutes, man, her ass would be home. She's not play. And she got so pissed at me because I lied. And she still be like, that's how I knew you was going to be this way because you, you lied about being home. I was like, yeah, because I knew you wasn't going to hang around. And we pulled up at the same time. I was coming across Jar Avenue and I live around 49th Street. I haul ass there, yo. Cause I'm like, I'm not going to miss an opportunity like this. Like that was a once in a lifetime opportunity. And then like, since that day, we would just hang out and we, it was just like that. And one day she was just like, I'll really be okay with marrying you. And I was like, wow, because I knew that she was not about that life at all. So I knew if she wanted to marry me, that I was the one. And I felt so proud, you know. It was like one of the proudest moments ever in my life. 
because I knew that if she picked me, that I was the one. And we got married March, I still say the ninth. I don't, I can't remember what day she said. Cause I'm like, yo, this, this is the day I remember marrying you. When we get, when we signed the papers and say, like, yo, that's the thing. Like, I really felt like she proposed to me, like, cause she came up with the idea. But I knew that I was already going down that hole. Because something new in me, what I was about to face and I just couldn't, I couldn't get my mind around it. I was so focused on, That's why I'm saying, you know, if you have like childhood trauma, if like, you know, your mom, like my mom was hooked on crack cocaine and that like really affected my life. I couldn't really be a kid. And, you know, they ain't getting you no therapist. And yeah. So it's like you get older, it's just like you're just accustomed not to go to the therapist. That's why, like, if my kids want to go, I'd be like thinking, damn, they need to go. I'm, I'm going to encourage them. Or if they're feeling any type of way that's irregular as they get older because they can express themselves, I'm going to tell them that they need to see a therapist because I don't want them to go through, no, 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 this this part right here because I don't know how they would handle it I don't know and you know being told by someone as I described to you through this entire process When you're told by this person that you don't have to be here and you can go and remembering a time that would have never been said to you. And remembering the things that got you there for that person to even say those things to you. Hello. Hello. Scary guards like, yo, nigga, what you doing? Just, I just want you to sit with that. I want that to stew because I want you to understand people who have gone through mental crises in their lives, the effect, the ripple effect, the tide, the typhoon, there, I can't, I'm just trying to do water. And you remember all the things that you put them through. So you remember why you're even there now. 
And you have to sit with that and let it burn and brew. Now I walk with a purpose of remembering those things because you have to remember what you've gone through to get where you need to get. You gotta move. And you have to think before you can even react in the negative. Like, why am I mad at you? Because you don't want me here. Because at the end of the day, people have their limits. They can only tolerate so much of whatever you got going on. And you can't expect someone just to treat you a certain way because they have, like you have to. That effect, that trauma that you've had placed on them is everlasting. So I had went, because it was like, it was it hostile. It just was. It was just, it was like unnecessary. But it's like, everything I, I do moving forward is always going to be looked at as though. I'm having a mental crisis. Even if I'm not, it's just say, okay, this nigga got bipolar disorder, and we know at any given time he could be going through a mental crisis. So we have to treat such as so. This is really how I feel. So that's why people mask it. Just so you know, the cat's out the bag. That's why people mask it. Because it's, if they know, if they've been through those with you, it has an effect on your relationship forever. So that's why I had to say to her, I was like, I, I don't got no beef with you. Because I don't, like, why, why am I mad at you for the things that I put you through? To, for us to even be here.
So please, I've, 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 though I've said it multiple times, like it's like a, I'm trying to get you to join the cult or something, but I'm really not. I really want anybody that listens to this for them to really take it serious and really, really go and and study, just like you be on social media, study what it means to have these diagnoses that they diagnose. I mean, they're going to give you a scientific term. And I still believe in like, you know, it's just, it's just what they're telling you. But for you to really understand the, the parts, of your parts of your mind that sometimes you can't control, you really have to understand what it means to have them. It doesn't mean you got to take the medicine. I wouldn't recommend it, but you know, teachers, they own not denying you that. And you know, you just have to really study it. And even if you have loved ones who that they come to you even afterwards, even if they're stubborn enough not to get it done, like wink, wink, take it serious. You know, if you really love them, really encourage them, don't make them feel bad about it. Um, and, you know, again, each their own. But if you know that they're going through crises, don't hold it against them because they really can't help themselves. So, please, do not, do not allow yourself to not get checked if you know that you feel any different. Hello? You can speak. I live here. She didn't know. She wanted the scooter to watch it, Martin. Yeah, you watch it, Martin. Scooter and security. Top flight. Anywho, it's about to come down like cats and dogs. So I'm still. I don't know if I want to post this or not. I don't want anybody to think that. Oh, Julian's going through a crisis. Cause I'm really not. I I don't. Like I told myself that I would never, never, ever, ever allow myself to go down, 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 down again the way I did last year. She about to try to come around here. Let me go in the house because she about to start growing. Like these security, I feel like these security guards. Like this thing about Texas. It's like I don't really know who's racist and who's not. It's like it's like the blacks really be drawing against the blacks. The Hispanics are really racist. Oh my goodness, I had so many Karens. Oh, so many Karens. I really, it really took me to move, move to Texas if you call it the nigger, y'all. It's crazy. But I think my next stop in life, like after I, after I figure out what's going on here, I want to move to Arizona. I don't know what it is about Arizona, but it's something calling me Arizona.
But yes, again, not trying to get anybody to join the cult, but please, 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 please take mental health serious. It is very, very serious. And it really needs to be, it really needs to be taken serious. Especially if you're black and you, again, have any trauma, child-related, adult-related, relationship-related, marriage-related. You know, I really, I really wish that me and my wife took a couple counseling centers. When it saved our marriage. But, again, if I decide to post this, Yeah. Peace out.